Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Hey, Christchurch students, I'm uh, looking forward to this semester and the opportunity that we're going to have to study uh, together the life and letters of a man named Paul. And what you need to know about Paul right from the start was that he's a guy who his whole life changed the day he met Jesus. Before he met Jesus, he was a persecutor of Christians. He did not think that Jesus was a good guy. He did not think that Jesus' followers were to be tolerated. And uh, one day he was on a trip to persecute some of them. He had some official letters from the authorities. He was going to drag them out of their homes, take them back to Jerusalem, put them on trial, and hopefully put them to death. And along the way, Jesus met him, and he got a hold of him, and he just kind of straight up knocked him down. And he said, why are you persecuting me? And Paul surrendered to Jesus. And so Jesus said, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to use you to take the good news about me to all of our world. And so Paul devoted the rest of his life to doing just that. He would travel to cities, travel a lot of miles, plant churches, get to know people, preach the gospel, and then he would go somewhere else. And so a large part of his ministry was when he would go somewhere else, he would want to help the people back where he was. And so he'd write letters. And so a decent portion of our Bible are the letters that Paul wrote, and that's what we're going to be examining together uh, throughout the duration of this semester. My job is to give you a little bit of the background of these letters. If we've not met, my name is Michael DeFazio, and I'm uh, part of the staff here, part of the ministry staff here at Christ Church, and I also serve as a professor of New Testament at Ozark Christian College. And so I get to spend my life digging into these letters and then helping people understand what they mean. So each uh, week when we gather, I'm just going to kind of set the stage for us a little bit, talk about the place that Paul was writing to, a little bit about the situation, and uh, then you're going to hear more from your teacher for the evening. So tonight as we get started, we just encourage you to lean in and uh, listen as we talk about surrendering to the change that happens when we come face to face with Jesus. So that was my good friend Michael, and uh, Michael is going to be talking to us every single week before we get started. And he, like he said, he is going to be giving us some background to the letters um, that, he, that Paul wrote. And so tonight, before we uh, dive into anything, we are going to cover this phrase called surrender to the change. When you guys hear the word surrender, what do you think of? Give up. Give up. What else? Quit. Quit. Let go. White flag. Yeah. Those are definitely the first things that I think of when I hear surrender as well. But that is not the surrender that I want to talk about and not the surrender um, that we're going to talk about this whole semester. So I want to tell you a story um, to help us understand better what surrender to the change means. And then we're going to jump into uh, talking about Paul and uh, then we'll talk about us for a little bit, okay? So if you didn't know, I've been in the, the Navy for about six years now. And uh, so I love stories um, about ships and the ocean, that kind of thing. And I'm going to tell you a story um, about a ship and uh, its crew tonight. So um, there once was a ship um, who was sailing off the coast of Ireland. And uh, this, cap- this captain um, saw in the distance, it was really dark and windy and rainy out, and he saw in the distance um, a faint light out in the distance. Okay, and knowing that a faint light typically meant that there was another ship that way, okay? So he didn't want to run into this ship, because that would be very dumb of this captain. And so he used his signalman 
to signal to this other ship, right? You might know what signal sig- signalman is. Yes, what do they do? They signal. Yeah, they signal. And back in the day, um, the signalmen didn't have like a radio um, to tell this other other people about what they were doing. Um, they used oftentimes a big light, kind of like a spotlight. And the spotlight had like little flaps on it. And the flaps could open and close and they could use it um, to tell the other ships or to tell other people about what they needed them to do. And they would use Morse code. Have you guys ever heard of Morse code? Yeah? Go. Yeah, they would use that which is pretty cool. So the captain asked the signalman to tell the, this other whatever it was to, to tell them to move. I need you to move and alter your course 10 degrees to the south so we don't run into each other, 10 degrees to the south. And just like that, a reply came back from this other light. Um, and the reply said, no, we need you to move, alter your course 10 degrees to the north. And the captain being a captain and much in control was pretty upset by this. You don't tell me what to do. So he told the signalman, no, you need to alter your course 10 degrees to the south. And he said, I am the captain. So he's getting angry. And he told this other person, I'm the captain. You better listen to me, right? They quickly received another reply that said, no, you need to, you need to alter your course 10 degrees back to the north. I am Mr. Jones. He didn't know who Mr. Jones is. It doesn't matter to him. He was the captain, so he didn't care. So this really upset the captain, and the captain was like, okay, one more time. We're going to tell this guy what's up. And the captain told the signalman to, to send over a message that said, alter your course 10 degrees to the south. I am a battleship, thinking that this would, you know, make this person move, right? And they quickly received a third reply back that said, No, you alter your course 10 degrees to the north. I am a lighthouse. So, if you understand that, a lighthouse is on land, okay? Which means that the lighthouse cannot move, and which means that you probably should do what he's telling you and alter your course. Because what happens if you don't change your course and you're headed towards this light that is a lighthouse? You crash into land, into rocks, which is not so good for the captain. So, begrudgingly, big word, um, what did the captain do? He altered his course and went 10 degrees to the north, okay? He surrendered to the truth that the light was telling him because he realized in that moment that he needed to do what this person said because they had more information than he did. They had a little bit more control over the situation than he did. They knew something that he didn't. He surrendered and changed his course, right? Surrender to the change, okay? Surrender to the change. This captain did not want to give up control. He was a captain. He was a leader. He did not want to give up control, and so he refused to. But when he finally surrendered to the knowledge of this truth, he changed his ways. Okay, so what does this have to do with Paul? Paul was a guy um, in the Bible that you can read about. Um, he was also in a very dark place, just like the captain was. Okay, just like the captain, a very dark place. And Paul was a person um, who hated Christians, hated Christians. He thought they were completely wrong, completely wrong. And so he set out, just like Michael said, to kill them. He decided that people who believe in Jesus are wrong and they need to be exterminated. They need to, be get, uh, to get rid of them. So I want to read it straight from the Bible so that you know that I am telling the truth. 
And I want you guys to listen to this. In Acts chapter 9, here's what it says. Meanwhile, Saul, Saul, who we will find out his name gets changed to Paul, or sometimes he's otherwise known as Paul, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, which, who were Christians, whether men or women, women, he might take them prisoners through Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light, once again we see a light, just like the captain saw a light, from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up, go into the city, and you will be told what to do. So Paul, well, then known as Saul, saw light. And he realized at that moment that he need, needed to surrender to the change. Needed to surrender to someone who had much more control than he ever, ever would. But Paul... He was a man who wanted all the control. He wanted to be in control of his whole life. And he wanted to use his control to destroy other people. So Jesus stepped into the path of Saul, said, no, you are not called to destroy Christians. And in fact, we'll see here in just a moment that he was called to spread the name of Jesus to the entire world. Paul was an awesome man. He wasn't always like that. But he turned into an awesome man because he surrendered to the change. He didn't give up. He didn't fall to the ground and stay there because he saw a great light. No, he fell to the ground, got up, and did exactly what Jesus told him. Does that sound like giving up to you guys? No. That sounds like he's doing something. Okay? So surrendering is not stopping and giving up or quitting or raising the white flag and saying, I'm done. No. Surrendering to Jesus is saying, I'm going to give control over to you. I'm going to let you control my life. I'm going to surrender to what you say in the Bible, right? Surrender to what you say in the Bible, and I want to have a relationship with you. That's what this man named Saul, now known as Paul, decided that he was going to do. Surrender to the change. Just like the captain did. He surrendered and changed his ways. Okay? Let's continue on with that story. Uh, One of my favorite parts about this story, um, it's pretty cool and kind of crazy. So listen to this. Uh, In verse 7, it says, "The The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So the light blinded him. Okay? For three days he was blind. And did not eat or drink anything. So once again, we find Paul in a very dark place. Not only was he in darkness spiritually, right? He was going against God and was doing his own way, doing his own thing, had control of his own life. We now find Paul in darkness physically. And I think sometimes for us to be able to see the light, we have to know... We have to be able to close our eyes, sometimes literally, but metaphorically right now, and realize that God is in control. Because sometimes what we see, what we hear, what we, what we think, 
will alter how we live our lives because we just want to control everything. We want to be the ones making the calls. We want to be the ones who tell other people what to do. We want to be the ones who decide where our lives are headed. We don't want someone else in control. So surrendering to the change, just like Paul did, is not easy. Paul spent three days being blind, not eating or drinking. And in some, at some point in those three days, we find out that Paul surrendered and said, Jesus, I'm going to give my life to you. And then through the rest of the book of Acts, and then the 13 books after that, the letters that we're going to be studying, we see that Paul did, in fact, change, and he surrendered to Jesus. He gave his life over. He gave control over and surrendered. And that is what Jesus calls each and every one of us to do. Okay? Sometimes we are going down this path uh, of selfishness or this path of darkness or whatever you want to call it. And sometimes it doesn't even seem like that. Sometimes everything's going good and, um, you know, we're excited about life and nothing bad's happening to us. But then we think back on ourselves and we realize, yeah, I, I am the one in control and I don't ever think of what God is telling me to do. And, you know, I, I don't ever spend time in prayer or reading the Bible and wow, I guess, I guess I am the one in control. So here's what I want you to do. Just so we can get rid of some distractions, I'm gonna ask each and every one of you to close your eyes. So we're gonna, we're gonna be like Paul right now. Um, Paul was blind for three days and um, he was physically in darkness and he had, he had a couple of moments there to think, he had three days actually, to think about what Jesus was calling him to do, what Jesus was calling him to do. So here's what I want you guys to do right now. I want you guys to think about it What in your lives do you have complete control over? What I mean by that is what do you spend all your time thinking about? What do you spend all your time doing? Now, what are some ways that you can let go of some of that control? That you can let God come into your life? Let Jesus take over. Give him control. Surrender, not to say I give up, but to surrender to what Jesus is calling us to do. It's not always going to be easy. And a lot of times it'll be, it'll be very difficult. But what's cool is Jesus is just like that lighthouse. He's on the rock, he knows more than we do, and he's ready to show us the way. He did it for Paul, and I hopefully you realize that he's doing it for you too. You guys can open your eyes. So, we're going we're gonna to be uh, singing some more songs here in just a little bit, and before we get there, I want to leave you with a couple more thoughts. What is it that you need to surrender to Jesus and and give up control? Do you need to actually start respecting and listening to your teachers, your parents? Do you need to maybe say no to basketball or dance or something that's kind of taking over your life? 
Or do you really just need to say yes to Jesus and say, yeah, I, I want to be all in. I want to be like Paul. I want to do what he did. Guys, because Paul did some pretty amazing things. He, he went all over the world, the known world back then, traveling, spreading the good news of Jesus, telling people about what Jesus did in his life, and ultimately about what Jesus has done in each of your lives. Jesus died for you. He died to take away all the darkness, away all the sin, so that you don't have to worry about it. He died so that you could have life, not only right now, but for all eternity. And I hope, I hope you never forget that. So tonight, as we continue to worship and as we continue to, you know, as we go into small groups and talk about it, I want you guys to think about that. And if you ever have any questions, please talk to your adult leaders that are around you. Talk to them. Tell them what's going on. Here's what I'm dealing with. Here's what I, here's what I know. Here's what I don't know. And surrender to the change. And like I said last week, if you were here, we talked about prayer. We talked about how prayer is the best example of what it looks like to surrender. Because surrendering to God, like I said, means that you're giving him, to, him control. And so when you pray, you're saying, God, I don't know what I'm doing, but you do, and I need your help. So if, I don't know if you notice, um, but back here in the back, um, we got um, a prayer station, um, just a place that you guys can have an opportunity to pray. Um, it's going to be open um, before and after service, um, so you guys can go back there and spend some time in prayer. Um, there's a couple of different cards on that prayer station. Um, there's one card that it says prayer card, and there's a place you can put your name. Um, there's a place that you can like write down your prayer request on here so that we can be praying for you guys and so your leaders can be praying for you. And then also a place that you can write out your prayers if you want. And so that's going to be open um, before and after service. And then there's going to be some times um, that you guys can actually go back there during some worship time. Um, and so whenever we play this next song, these next two songs, um, if you guys want to, you guys can go back there. Um, there's pins and these cards, um, and you guys can write out a prayer to God um, or write a request um, that we can be lifting up in prayer for you guys. Um, there's also um, some other cards. Um, there are kingdom worker prayer cards. Um, and if you um, have heard us say the word kingdom worker, um, that is um, something we're going to be talking also a lot about. And uh, this semester, we are going to be praying uh, for a mission called uh, CICM, Central Indian Christian Mission. And uh, we are going to spend time praying for them um, and what they're doing, what their ministry is doing. And on this little card, there's some information about how you can pray for them. Um, it's an awesome organization who is spreading Jesus to one of the most um, populated uh, countries in the entire world. And most of those people the vast majority of those people don't know who Jesus is. And so I want to spend some time in prayer for these people, um, and I hope you do too. Um, so you guys can do either one of those. There's a box that you can put your cards in um, if, you want, if you want us to be praying for you as well. So guys, super excited that you're back. Super excited that we get to hang out. But please, take some time, pray to God, and surrender to the change. Let's pray. Dear God, you are holy, mighty, and powerful. And we are so excited that you are our God. Help us to realize that you 
are who you say you are. Help us to never forget what you did on that cross to save us from our sins so that we, so we don't have to suffer for all eternity. We have life because of what you did and we thank you for it. Help us to never forget that no matter how dark it gets. Help us to be able to see your light even if it is in the distance and help us to listen to what you're calling us to do. You're good. You're holy. Lord, help us to surrender. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.